Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Good morning. We are talking to Winnebago County Chairperson Frank Haney about, well, everybody's conversation, COVID-19 and coronavirus in Winnebago County. Good morning, Frank. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I hope you're healthy as ever. So far, so good. Winnebago County, of course, we talked to Mayor Tom McNamara quite a bit, and we talk about the city's perspective. I thought it'd be interesting to get you as a county perspective, because you also include uh, Rockton, Roscoe, South Beloit, all the other cities as well. So from your perspective, where do we stand? now as a county battling COVID-19? Sure. Well, and, and I think it's important that we look at this from, a, you know, not just the city perspective, but Rockford is our central city and they are the central city in the region, one of the largest cities in the state of Illinois. But, but this thing goes well beyond municipal lines and it goes well be, beyond county lines. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. I think we're, we're making progress, especially locally, uh, getting it's really a two-front effort. The first front is the healthcare front, where you have three hospitals, uh, and we do have world-class healthcare between our three hospitals. They're working together as one hospital system, getting ready for a potential surge uh, in in the need to advance, you know, offer advanced care to certain individuals. That doesn't mean everybody that gets COVID-19 needs hospitalization or an ICU bed or a ventilator, but it does mean that some people do. So, so for example, uh, the statistics and the studies tell us that if 100 people got COVID-19, on average, 81 of those people could recover at home, would not need any advanced uh, care. 19 of those people would need hospitalization. Six of the 19 would need an ICU bed and three of the six would need a ventilator. We are anticipating a surge at the end of this month, um, and we want to be ready so that we don't run out of our capacity to offer elevated care to those who need it. That does not mean everybody needs it, but it means that those who do need it, Steve, really need it, and they need it at the time, you know, at a, at when they, exactly when they do, in fact, have the, the most symptoms and, and need it the most. On the other side, and I think that, that is really important to, be, to people listening to your program, is citizens have a role to play, uh, and that is we need to stay home, we need to practice social distancing, we need to wash our hands like crazy, because we actually, as hard as the hospital folks are working, if we do our part and help flatten the curve and reduce the number of people who get COVID-19, then we can get by where, where there's a better chance that the people who do need care get the care they need in the, in the next several weeks because less people got it overall. And in spreading this out a little bit, uh, the community is playing as big a role in this, in this strategy as the, the healthcare systems are, and it's critical we all work together. It's amazing that we look at a number, and I think there was numbers printed yesterday that like 50,000 individuals in Winnebago County could end up with COVID-19. And as of today, we're sitting at about 62 cases. So this is quite the upswing that's headed our way in the next few weeks. Well, let, let me bring clarity to that. So the 59,000 number represents 20% of the, of the population of Winnebago County. And that is not the, the number we'll expect to see in the next three or four weeks. That's the number we could see over the next four to six months. Okay. Depending on which study you look at, there's a study, the Harvard model says six months, the Washington model, I believe, says four months. So over the course of time, here's the problem right now. We don't have a vaccine for this. 
So people will continue to get COVID-19 until there's a vaccine. Um, and so we will have a vaccine, by the way. It's just not going to be uh, in, the next, uh, in the next few months. It may take several months uh, for that to occur. When we have a vaccine, then we can put this whole thing in our rearview mirror and move forward. But until then, when you do see in other countries and in New York and other places, surges of patients getting sick all at the same time, a percentage of those will need advanced care, an ICU bed, hospitalization, a ventilator. And so we're just trying to spread out and slow down the number of people that get it at once. That's why everybody's stuck at home right now. It's terribly inconvenient. This is an unprecedented uh, situation where you have people uh, displaced from you know, work uh, and, and schools closed on that. But it's really a collective strategy to just slow down the spread so that too many people don't get it at one time. Again, the majority of people who get this don't even require hospitalization or advanced care. But, but we, can, we do know, uh, and I'm sure you've seen as well, that the people who do need help, they really do need it, and they need it right at the exact time they're the sickest. So we need to be able to provide it to them so that we don't have, uh, you know, a spike in mortality rates and, and we keep this as under control as possible. So everything about lowering the curve is to keep it manageable and also to prevent the spread, because after 14 days or so, you may get the all clear, but then you run into somebody who didn't partake in that stay home policy and then you've got it. So the 14 days were wasted, right? In, in theory, one of the things we've learned uh, that we've learned from public health experts and watching other places go through this. 25% of, of cases of COVID-19 are spread by people who have no symptoms. Uh, so, you know, of the 1.3 million people around the world that have gotten COVID-19, all 1.3 million, Steve, at some point had it, didn't know they had it, felt pretty darn good and were moving around in their community, giving it potentially to other people because they were contagious, even though they didn't have any symptoms. That is why at nauseam you hear people say, stay home, practice social distancing, wash your hands, clean your workspace, um, you know, all of those basic reminders that have been pushed out because we do know that that is the, the, really the principal tool for slowing this down and, and minimizing the number of people that get sick at one time. Until there's a vaccine, though, it doesn't mean people won't get it later, that we just don't want too many people getting it right away. Right. We are talking to Winnebago County Chairperson Frank Caney about COVID-19 in Winnebago County. Uh, there's been press conferences every Monday and Thursdays, and we watch you and Dr. Martell and the mayor of Rockford, Tom McNamara, do a great job. So the, I guess the attitude, and sometimes you see all of everybody getting very frustrated with the fact that people just don't seem to listen. Just stay home. Let's battle this together. There's still those people. That's why the Park District had to take down basketball hoops. I think that's when I see you, that the, the most emotion in your speech ever. It was like, come on, people. I can't believe it. We've been very blessed as a country and even locally that a lot of our national uh, challenges uh, sometimes a war, or, or even with 9-11, which we all remember and was horrific, the, many parts of our citizenry, many parts of our country were not directly affected. We were all emotionally affected, but, but it wasn't necessarily in our backyard. Well, now all of a sudden, this thing is, is so different, and it's such a unique challenge where it's in everybody's backyard. So everybody is on the team. Everybody has a role to play. You know, did you see some momentary frustration by the mayor and I 
Uh, absolutely. But I would say uh, as a whole, uh, when you look at what our community is doing as a whole, it's, we have a community full of great people, as you know, Steve. Most everybody is adhering to these basic measures. Most everybody is taking this very seriously. And then you see individuals and businesses, uh, you know, making homemade masks, revamping their business to help, you know, with making hand sanitizer. I heard of a local business, uh, Interstate Graphics, uh, is a printing shop, I think, in McChesney Park. They're making face shields right now. That's something they've never done in the history of their company. And, and so you see remarkable things going on at the same time. Uh, did did uh, the mayor and I get a little uh, snarky about the idea we had uh, a bunch of kids running around playing pickup basketball? Uh, yeah, because we know this. The, you know, a big percentage of the way this spreads are by people who feel great, who are contagious, uh, but they don't have any symptoms, and they're passing it around. So people with good intentions, good people, good kids could pass this around to somebody who could get really sick from this. It's not personal. We love them. But at the same time, we do need everybody. If we're going to close businesses or, or adhere to the governor's order to have certain businesses closed, we're closing our schools, then we ask for everybody's help, moms and dads as well as the kids. I get it. If I was 15 or 16, I'd be uh, tempted to be out on that basketball court, too. But this is just one of those unique times where what one person does, how seriously a certain person takes this, can affect other people. How much have you learned about this now through your time with this COVID-19 virus? Well, you know, when you're hanging out uh, and listening to public health experts, and and I want to speak to that real quick, is I don't want people to think, you know, Mayor McNamara is a Democrat, I'm a Republican. One of the things I'm the most proud about with our local effort, there's no perfect people, uh, but, but I'm really proud of, like, the people running our emergency operations center, Chief Bergston, the fire chief of Rockford, uh, a ton of public, public sector agencies are chipping in, a ton of private sector folks are chipping in. Then you have Dr. Martell, who's a 20- or 30-year veteran in public, public health, uh, very knowledgeable uh, the mayor, you know, we've had a lot of very intimate conversations about this, but not one time have I seen anybody playing politics. Uh, and, and so I think, you know, even compared to what we've seen at the state and, and the national level, where you see these political uh, moments in the discussion, I'm not seeing that with our local response. Does that mean everything's perfect? Absolutely not. We have challenges. Uh, we, we are dealing with ramping up on PPE, personal protective equipment, our, our hospitals are working their networks. Our emergency operations center is working through a different channels so that we're the most prepared we can be. Uh, but, but, at the, but at the end of the day, yeah, unfortunately, we're learning a lot about a really tough thing that until we have the vaccine, which may take several months, um, you know, when your best strategy is to slow something down, that speaks to the level of the challenge. If I'm of somebody listening to your radio program, am I scared right now? No. But you do want to be armed with the information uh, so that you keep your family as safe as possible. And, and you know, this is, there's nothing here that we can't pull through as a community on. Uh, but we do need to be prepared, and our actions affect other people. We're talking to Winnebago County Chairperson Frank Haney, and as Winnebago County, in quotes, that includes other cities. Have you been in touch or in communication with the mayor of Loves Park, Machesi Park, and the villages? Are you keeping everybody abreast of the information? Yeah, so... You know, they're a big part of this, too. And, you know, Rockford's our central city, but, you know, Loves Park with Mayor Jury, 
Mayor Johnson in McChesney, Mayor Adams in Rockton, Mayor Zula in Roscoe, uh, Mayor, Mayor Rail up in South Beloit, Mayor Clayson in Cherry Valley, uh, Mayor Owens in New Milford, uh, Mayor Eubank in, in the village of Winnebago, uh, Mayor Corwin in, in Durant. You know, these, these folks are very passionate about their community. They need information. We are going to see, you know, rural areas get hit, not just uh, or, you know, urban areas. And when you look at Winnebago County, what happens in Loves Park affects what goes on in Rockford or Cherry Valley and vice versa. What happens across county lines into Boone County or McHenry County or in towards the Chicago area directly affects uh, our ability to fight COVID-19 here. So, you know, you find out how quickly, how interconnected we are, because there's really two parts to this, Steve. One is the public health fight to make sure that the least amount of people are negatively impacted by COVID-19. And then this other thing is this huge economic, uh, you know, the damage caused by COVID-19 related to the economy, our local economy, as well as the national uh, economy. And, and I would say, sadly, at this point, the number one economic strategy is to reduce the spread of COVID-19 so that as soon as is safely possible, we can open things back up, get back to some normalcy, even if it's, we step back into it, and we will get there. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of patience this time, not just for uh, the virus, but also patience with all those heroes on the front lines in our uh, s- systems like Swedish American, OSF, Mercy Health, Beloit Memorial, Crusaders Community. These heroes are going nonstop. They have to be looking for more and more uh, medical personnel to help relieve them a little bit, correct? As citizens, you know, normally they're busy saving us, and they're still as busy as ever in under dangerous circumstances saving us, but this is our opportunity to return the favor. This is one of those times where what we do in our daily lives uh, can affect the safety of our first responders, our frontline healthcare workers. And so we this is reciprocal now, but but the, the professionalism of our three hospitals working together as one system, not three competing hospitals at the top at the leadership level. We're making progress because of their willingness to do that, and we're going to be more prepared during the toughest time because of that type of mentality. But I agree. I mean, something that unfortunately only gets celebrated when there's something tough or bad that happens. Our first responders, our frontline healthcare workers um, are uh, doing a wonderful job and under the most difficult circumstances. And the uh, hardest days are still ahead. So we are talking to Winnebago County Chairperson Frank Haney. Uh, You're doing a great job. Stay healthy. Keep us in the loop about any changes. And, uh, again, as the mayor of Rockford always says, facts first. Don't believe everything you see on social media. Thank you very much. I would just add one thing. Our best days are still ahead as well. So this is tough, but we'll get through it. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. That is Winnebago County Chairperson Frank Haney. Back with more in a moment. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Good morning. We are talking to Joe Landmichael, the manager of educations and community volunteers for the Alzheimer's Association, Illinois chapter in the Rockford office, about COVID-19 and what to do with a family member with Alzheimer's during this difficult time. Good morning, Joe. I'm glad you're doing great. So where do we start? The novel coronavirus presents unique challenges for more than 5 million Americans living with Alzheimer's and their caregivers, to be specific. So I would like to, to make sure that your listeners today 
have our 24-7 helpline number. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the number of 1-800-272-3900 or by visiting our website at alz.org. But the thing is that there's things that caregivers can certainly do. We're going to give those those guidelines based on the CDC guidelines mm-hmm. um, to just make sure, just like themselves, that they and their loved one are definitely uh, prepared for what we're dealing with right now because, you know, again, as we said, there are 5 million Americans living with Alzheimer's to just make sure that they have what the CDC is is basically stating and and to find ways to make sure to implement that in the house. So if you have someone with Alzheimer's, should we tell them what's going on? I mean, is that important at this point? Well, so the the key is, you know, if you are a caregiver um, or the thing to stress is, you know, someone who's a caregiver. uh, One of the one of the biggest things is you yourself as the caregiver should pretty much know what's going on and and really know how to do this. And one of the the things that we are stressing to, to caregivers is I wouldn't necessarily to let them know, but make sure that you are letting them know you want to practice good hygiene. You know, that is really key right now is just practicing good hygiene and helping people living with Alzheimer's practice safe hygiene. If your loved one needs it, putting up some some pictures or signs around the house to just remind them we need to wash our hands for about 20 seconds. Some people may find it helpful to actually demonstrate with their loved one about how to wash their hands and, and doing it with them. But there are going to be some cases where washing hands may become too repetitive and and somebody's not necessarily a fan of that. And so you can use alcohol-based hand sanitizers as well. Uh, But the the key is to make sure that it's at least 60% alcohol-based. And that can certainly be an alternative. So when it comes to caregivers working with those with Alzheimer's and dementia, I wouldn't necessarily stress on, on going over the importance of why we're doing it. Just, you know, getting people in the habit of doing it is definitely going to be more key than trying to explain it to somebody. It's just, again, let's go wash our hands and as a caregiver say, come on, let's go do it together. And really just kind of being that example. And, and that's one of the things that we really stress to people is that as a caregiver or as a friend of a caregiver, you have to set the tone. You have to be calm and you have to create a nurturing environment because why anybody will pick up off of each other. And if you're calm, they're going to be calm. And so, again, to answer your question, there's really no need to explain why. Just, you know, be a leading example and, and just make sure to, to be kind of that gatekeeper, really working with your loved one to making sure you're following the, the standards set by the CDC. We're talking to Joe Landmichael, the manager of education and community volunteers for the Alzheimer's Association. Again, what was that 24-7 from Alzheimer's? Yeah, yeah. So our 24-7 helpline is one 800 272 Three nine zero zero, and if I can stress, Steve, that number is not just going to be your helpline to get information about maybe what we're talking about today, but that's also if you're a caregiver and at two in the morning you are just stressed yourself and you need to talk to somebody. That's what that line's there for as well. We have our staff is there to really assist the general public anytime to make sure that you have the resources you need, or if you just need somebody to talk to. They're there to help you because, again, we want to make sure that as caregivers or people who are just in general interested in learning about Alzheimer's and dementia, that we're there for you. Now, a lot of the uh, events have been canceled. I know Alzheimer's has their uh, walks and such. Anything affecting the walks at this point for 2020? Um, you know, that's a, that's a great question. As of right now, I don't have any specific information on the walks coming, uh, which normally do happen in the fall. Right. Um, but for sure... If that information, um, that information is updated and it is on our website at ALZ.org. So if 
something was to change, certainly it will be posted up there. But as of right now, you know, ALZ.org is where you want to go to stay abreast on not just the walks, but any of our programs going forward. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, lending some knowledge to the caregivers to stay calm and just to practice good hygiene because a lot of us are going to be one-on-one for a while. So I love the fact that you have a, a number for people to call for release. And again, I want to stress too to your listeners, if possible, remember that as family members, we don't like to ask for help. But remember, you may need that help too. So don't be afraid to ask family and friends to assist if they're able to, because you as a caregiver also got to take care of yourself. So it's, again, key of creating that nice, calm, harmonious atmosphere. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it, and stay healthy. Yeah, you too, Steve. Thank you again. Joe Landmichael from the Alzheimer's Association. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this... So it's another week, and it's our chance to talk to the mayor, mayor of Rockford, Tom McNamara. Good morning, sir. How are you feeling? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing? Uh, Healthy and knocking on anything I can find. Plastic, wood, laminate, anything I can find. So uh, another challenging week in the state line. Again, as we've talked about, that curve starting to increase. We're seeing that now here in Rockford and Winnebago County, correct? We are. uh, I mean, back when me and you talked uh, just a week ago, we were still in the the 20s for cases and just had uh, one tragic death. And as it stands, as of uh, late last night, we now have 76 cases in Winnebago County and tragically three deaths. So those cases are going to continue to climb, and we believe that we'll hit hit our peak the last couple days of April and into the first week of May. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, it's not going to be as bad as originally thought, and I just, I just, it's too early to pull the plug on anything yet, I think. I, I totally agree. I think, you know, number one, let's, let's hope and pray that it isn't as bad. And also, let's also understand why it may not be as bad, and that reason in large part is social distancing and everyone staying at home playing their part. So we need to really double down over the next two, three weeks to ensure that people uh, are staying home, and if they have to go out, they're covering their mouths with a homemade mask, a purchase mask, or uh, and they're only going out for those very essential items. And things you're seeing in Rockford now, we've been seeing prevalent in New York and around the country, are, are uh, senior citizen homes, and two of those in Rockford had multiple cases found by the health department the other day, correct? Yeah, just yesterday, actually, we had uh, two Two different uh, long-term care facilities, which we call congregate settings, uh, have been found to have cases there. So we are actively working those and investigating those to make sure that we can limit uh, the risk to other uh, patrons of those facilities, other clients of those facilities, as well as their staff. And the one thing that I'm seeing a lot more of is... Uh, people rallying together, doing things for the good, like uh, donating food to the employees at Swedish American and such. And that's got to just make you feel wonderful to be a Rock 40 and mayor. Honestly, uh, during the face of adversity, uh, this community comes together like no other. There's quiet heroes all over the place. If it's donating food to uh, healthcare workers, uh, just yesterday, Bath and Body Fusion donated uh, thousands of uh, hand creams to healthcare workers. If it's uh, uh, Jared Hennis over at Rockford Art Deli, who is creating a program that he sells shirts with other companies' logos on them and donates $10 back to those companies. Uh, if it's Alderman Joe Shirelli, who has literally made hundreds of uh, masks 
and distributed those to essential workers and seniors. Uh, quiet heroes throughout our community are stepping up, as they always do, and they're not only delivering services to those in need, but they're providing all of us hope uh, and a strong sense of pride in where we live. Right, and the uh, the restaurants still continue to hang in there. They're still plugging away, which is great. The community is supporting them. It's the unemployment that seems to be in the headlines quite a bit now with, what, 16.8 million people applying since the virus started, which was back in March. So uh, have you heard anything about the uh, the extra loans for businesses that we discussed a couple of weeks ago? How's that going? Is that still in play? Yeah, I would say two things here. One is, yes, those loans are still in play. Uh, almost half of the, those dollars are already out on the street, and probably all of them will be by the end of next week. And so that uh, immediate uh, rapid relief fund for those businesses hit by COVID-related uh, uh, expenses and shutdowns are getting the funds they need right away before these federal dollars help step in and provide them a longer uh, stance of stability. Uh, when it comes to unemployment, it's something that we are obviously monitoring very closely. Uh, just to give you a little historical background here, Steve, in 2008, uh, you had a, in March of 2008, you had a huge number of people file for unemployment during the Great Recession. That was about 6,000 individuals. Uh, just in March of this year in Winnebago County, we had over 14,000 people uh, apply for unemployment. So uh, almost doubling or more than doubling the number of people who filed during the Great Recession. So we are in for uh, the long haul here. You have folks who are really suffering from a personal level uh, as well as from a financial level, all with this cloud of fear of the COVID-19 virus health concerns. So uh, we're facing this on a number of fronts, but the one thing uh, residents should know is from a health uh, standpoint, we have three phenomenal health systems, and we're fortunate to have Crusader Community Health and University of Illinois, uh, Chicago School of Medicine uh, here that are working all as one large health system uh, to put public health first and foremost. And from a support system, our Rockford Human Services Department uh, has now served over 6,000 meals in addition to those uh, thousands of meals being served by the school district and other great uh work by places like Carly's Place, you're seeing people step up and organizations step up to say, how can we help serve uh, these citizens who are really hurting, and by and large, by no fault of their own, which is really the most sad. So two more questions. One is about the uh, uh, Rockford police officer who came down with COVID-19. I'm sure that was a ripple in your week this past week. Really awful to see. So our first responders are police and fire and uh, are just doing a, a phenomenal job. They're risking their own lives. They're risking the health and safety of their families. Uh, we have, uh, from the beginning of this, put in a number of practices to help ensure their uh, safety and health. But obviously, uh, you can't uh, avoid all of them. So we're working uh, diligently to make sure that we can limit the number of first responders who contract this uh, virus and doing all that we can to support those that uh, unfortunately have contracted it. Sure. And as we're in the holiday weekend with Easter and all, um, happy Easter to you, by the way, and your family. You. Uh, obviously, it's just immediate families. Don't have Easter egg hunts. Don't do all that this time. There's a reason why everybody's still in lockdown. There certainly is a reason. And as I've stated, uh, these next couple of weeks are probably the most important weeks. The next two, three, four weeks are the most important weeks to, for us to continue the work that we've already started over the last couple of weeks. Uh, with that being said, 
it, it is a holiday weekend for so many. Uh, it is a time that you get together with your family. So we're saying you can't get together with your expanded family. But those who live in your household, enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend. Celebrate uh, your religious holiday. Uh, you still can do that Easter egg hunt in your backyard, just with a lot fewer people around. Try to uh, bring some of that normalcy, uh, quote-unquote normalcy, back to your children so that they, too, uh, know that they have some hope uh, and that things uh, aren't as chaotic for those young kids in our community. And speaking of children, the uh, Rockford Public School System, have you been in communication with the superintendent trying to figure out the next plan for the rest of the school year? Yeah, so I've had, uh, I've been fortunate to have a good relationship uh, with Aaron Jarrett, uh, and they are working uh, diligently on the e-learning, providing thousands of Chromebooks. Uh, Just was on a call with uh, Dr. Jarrett, as well as Comcast and Representative Maurice West to see what we can do to make sure that there's no child at Rockford Public Schools who does not have Internet access so they can continue their learning. I think we're all in a wait-and-see approach to see what the governor does with the school year. Uh, you know, if I'm a betting man, I would say it's going to be pretty difficult to get back into the physical classroom. But I think that will make all more important the work that the school district's doing for e-learning, distance learning, ensuring that these uh, uh, students and their families have access to Internet and they also have access to the physical tool, the Chromebook, or whatever device they're going to need. We want to make sure that they all have access so that everyone can continue their learning and advance themselves. Very cool. Well, have a uh, blessed Easter weekend, and thank you for what you're doing, continuing to do. Uh, We still have a lot of wood to chop, as we like to say around here, so let's just uh, stay home, save a life, and we'll talk again next week, where hopefully we can start to figure out the next game plan. Where do we go? No doubt, Steve. And we are working on that. We're going to have teams of both private and public working to uh, on the city's recovery. As we face this current challenge on a parallel track, we're going to have to uh, turn some of our attention to how do we recover as a community and as citizenry. And when that time comes, we will let you know. But until then, stay home, save a life. Thank you so much, Mayor Tom McNamara, and happy Easter. You as well. Take care. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line.